Welcome back. Another week, another podcast. It's been a, a fun, busy week. Um, we'll recap Ridoso and all the QH action, Curtis, that we had last weekend. And uh, But before we recap, I want to give you a round of applause. Thank you. you Thank you. We talked about four races for Ridoso. You gave out mm-hmm. three winners. So we'll recap those. Okay. But uh, quick thoughts. April, apocalyptical Jess, what'd you think? I think we just saw that powerful late kick he has that uh we, we both thought that he would show as long as he got a got away cleanly i was a little disappointed in the other wood horse the mm4 in the morning yes but, uh, once uh just, just got out there I, I thought it was all over i thought he'd yeah. be able to handle it so. all right so we'll dive in much more into that but we'll put that to the side because we have a very very special guest i've been trying to book him for months but this guy i gotta go through an agent you know, at once upon a time, actually, we we still are kind of co-workers. We're, you know, yes. I work for ABR. Uh-huh. I still do freelance for them. He's employed by the Blood Horse, and we're owned by the Jockey Club. So, we're we're, we're I'm welcome to to I'm very pleased to welcome uh, a co-worker of mine. Who is it? Jeremy Balan. Oh my god! I booked him. You finally got him yeah, on the show. I, I got him on the show. Unbelievable! I'm, I'm very I'm very in high demand. <laughs> We are uh, deep inside uh, uh, a closet at Los Alamitos. Actually, never mind. We're, we're in the VIP suite. That's we, right. Once we have a VIP guest, we're in the VIP suite. Uh, we, we're on Friday after the races of the third bed meet. Um, and Jeremy was hanging out here like he usually does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm disappointed. He used to be the main guy that he always asked me, how many minutes till us out? <laughs> how many minutes till the first quarter? Yeah. How many till the night program? Now, like, he walks out 10 minutes I get here. He's like, I'm like, you're not going to play? He walks out. Yep. Worn down. <laughs> He's got a kid now. I've got a kid now. Yeah. The, definitely, uh, you have different duties to attend to. Yeah. I can see uh, why after you have your day, whole day of racing, why yeah. you wouldn't want to stick around at night. But, yeah, I've seen him here playing at, playing at night. He, so he's, a, he, he's a closet nighttime He's, he's a secretly high quarter horse fan. I know it. He it, doesn't want to admit it. It all depends on how the day goes. <laughs> that is true. you can go on to the night card. <laughs> But uh, yeah, nice to to have you on. How did uh, Del Mar treat you? Uh, other than a bit of a crazy weekend, it was uh, it's just a grind down there. Um, just seems like the days are a little bit longer, and I'm not even down there all yeah. uh, every day like I am up in the LA area when the meets are at Santa Anita and uh, Los Al. So I was down quite a bit, but uh, the craziness of that uh, that last weekend, I could I could use a couple of easy weeks at Los Al. I mean, it was. It was pretty nerve-wracking. I, w- I was here getting ready for my set on the quarters, and um, that day of, of the shooting, I was putting my tie on. I was like, Curtis, I'm heading downstairs. Mm-hmm. And he gets a text. He's like, there's shots at Del Mar? I'm yeah. like, no. And we're, I'm like, turn on the volume TV. And like, that's when we heard everything. And then I started getting like a mini panic attack because my wife and my daughter were right there, right. out there. I was like, what the heck is going on? So I started refreshing Twitter. I started to make a call, but obviously you were out there. But you know the press box is pretty high up, and it's kind of toward, more towards the front side. Right. And like now we learned that the situation was outside the gates. Did you even realize what was happening? Um. So right after uh, the, the shooting occurred during the gallop out, um, right after yeah. the last race, um, that was Sunday. Um. So there was uh. I was on the front side watching uh, the race from the press box balcony, and uh, I immediately saw on Twitter people talking about shot, shots fired at Delmar, yeah. and I couldn't quite figure out 
what was going on because there was nothing you couldn't tell on the front side. No. And then I went, uh, there's sort of a, a, a roof behind the press box that you can go out and look out over the paddock area. Yeah. And um, the, the first thing I saw was Simon Bray, like taking cover uh tbg simon bray taking cover in like one of the saddling stalls in the in the paddock and i'm i started looking around and there was people were either running away uh-huh. or like hiding behind things whatever yeah um so there was a good five minutes where it we were sort of unsure as to what exactly was happening it was like a surreal moment i imagine. Uh, it, it wasn't surreal but i i guess i was just sort of i was i had my binoculars up on the roof and i'm watching all this stuff happen and, and you're I'm like, going, what's like going should on? i yeah. be ducking under the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um it was a little it was it was pretty it was pretty strange to watch and it, you're, you're like right on top of yeah. everything so you're definitely not in that panic mode uh, when you're down on the ground. Because Del Mar's I would like imagine. the press box is six floors high. Six floors. So you're up. pretty high up there. Right. And you can get a good vantage point of everything right. that's going on. So after about five minutes, it became pretty clear that the police had everything contained. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get word that everything was contained for, yeah. for a good amount of time. Um, and we were, uh, we were, I mean, I was personally putting a lot of pressure on Delmar and the sheriff's department to sort of give us more information. Yeah. And didn't get it until late in the, at night, but um, yeah. So it was, uh, I think if there's a silver lining, it's the one, I guess it's that the one guy who Cost allegedly sort, sort of put, yeah. caused the whole issue was the only one who got shot. Mm-hmm. Um, sheriff's department uh, uh, deputies acted really, really fast. Yes. Um, and it looks like the guy's going to survive. So um, it, it could have been a really bad uh, result, but considering how everything Went everything down. happened, it's uh, it's just good that it, it wasn't working. Yeah, I mean that's that's every that's pretty much what everybody, everybody said afterwards. That you know, it, it considering what was going on, the least amount of damage was done. Yeah. So, and credit to the sheriff's departments and all the security staff for working quickly and, and yeah. getting the situation resolved. Um, so did you stay for Labor Day? I did. So I seen a great crowd, a great yep. turnout. So that's good to see from the community that just went out and supported the races the next day. Those two days had a lot of, there was a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of people there for the Ice Cube concert uh, the night before. And, um, you know, those, the, the, the Futurity was, the Del Mar Futurity wasn't a, wasn't a huge field, but yeah. there was, they were all good horses. Quality. Um, and uh, game winner, uh, who Bob Baffert was pretty high on going into it, yeah. but there was questions about le- short layoff and uh, Baffert. Uh, I think he feels that that horse is going to get better stretching out. So yeah. for him to win at seven furlongs may have been uh, a little bit of a telltale uh, sign. Uh, well, I, I mean, he might be better <laughs> yeah, stretching out. Yeah. So um, I think that's why he went off his second choice instead of as the, as the favorite, but he got bet pretty for heavily. Heavy, yeah. Uh, I think he went off at eight to five, yeah. if I remember correctly. And we've seen that trend like lately. A lot of late money comes in the last click, and usually it's right on the money. I don't know about usually. I think we, I think we, we know, notice it more. We right? notice yeah. it when it is on the money, yeah. but there's a lot of times <laughs> where that late money comes in and the horse doesn't run. But nobody, when you're get, when you're gambling, there's no uproar about that. No, and right? now it feels even better when your horse actually floats up and right, you got the right, winner. Right. So it's been kind of a, a hit and miss down there, but. You know a little bit about about the updates from the Mart, but tell us how did you uh, get started racing? What what's? Uh, I've been going to the racetrack since I was about two years old. 
Um, my dad brought me out to Hollywood and to Santa Anita growing up. Um, been seeing racing forms around my around my house growing up since I was very little. So, um, but I uh, never really thought about covering yeah. horse racing. I was a, a sports writer for uh, on my own in San Francisco, starting off after college, and then um, uh, joined the Orange County Register. And right about the time that Los Alamitos expanded its racetrack uh, to the full mile uh, was when I was covering Los Alamitos and the high schools and the community uh, in Los Alamitos. So um, when they did expand it, it was like, well, who knows anything about horse racing? And I was like, well, I know how to read a racing form. I don't... uh, (laughs) So you got tabbed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I made a lot of mistakes covering that first low sal meet here. Um, you know, dumb little things that I didn't know about. And I'm still, I mean, I'm what, three, three years, three and a half years into working for like Blood never, Horse. I and feel, I'm still learning. I feel stuff, like so, horse racing uh, is like an always learning game. All, mostly from, you know, the reading side, the gambling side, but also right. from the nuances of like the lingo, terminology, right, right, right. like all that. I, you know, it's, it's like, I think it's uh, always something new to learn. Well, there's little, and there's like little rules about like entries and yeah. th- like there's, and there's somebody, it seems like every week somebody says something. I have to like either look it up on the internet or I got to ask somebody like, Hey, what is that? What did he mean? by that? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like for, for a while it was like, well, when, when trainers used to say, well, he really got into the bit. And I was yeah. like, okay, I, I, get what that means, yeah. but like, what does it really mean? <laughs> so like, yeah. there's little stuff like that. Um, and uh, I, I think I get a chuckle from people every once in a while because because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask them like, all right, so what do you, you said that, but like, what does that <laughs> <Yeah>. really mean? <laughs> um, but uh, you're right. Yes, it's, it's. I mean, I don't claim to know everything. No. I don't, haven't been doing this no. that long, so uh, we yeah. sometimes we forget that we're in a sport where everybody is usually more wrong than right as far as gambling side. I would say so. so like yeah, you yeah. got to be used to like messing up. Like right. you're not always going to know anything. So. Um, but I remember I, I met you, I, I remember I said hello here one time I was walking into the press box and I ran into you, you were talking to Professor G, but I officially really in, talked to you and introduced myself down at Santa Ita. Mm-hmm. And at that point you were, I think you were still with the OC register, were you? Or at that point you had already jumped to the bullet horse. Your guess is as yeah, good as mine. I don't, I don't, I don't know, remember. but yeah, I was one of the few, one of the times I originally introduced myself and we talked and blah, blah, blah. But how did you end up at the Blood Horse? Uh, I was uh, at the register. I was a part of a group of a lot of younger people coming in. There was a big hiring push there to uh, spend a lot of money and to cover Orange County. Um, and as the longer I was there, the longer it became apparent that, you know, I think, I mean, went through a number of layoffs while I was there. Yeah. Like things were good until they got really yeah. bad. And uh, during one round where people were just getting tapped on the shoulder and asked to, to wow. leave the, the newsroom, I was just like, I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I had these horse racing clips about some stories I had written. And I sent them to, to Blood Horse uh, Christmas probably three, four years ago. And um, I got an email back from Eric Mitchell, uh, uh, who was uh, the editorial director at the time. He said, well, you know, we don't have any openings, but uh, we'll we'll keep your resume on file and I, i'd heard that before yeah, like yeah. that just that means thank you that yeah, means yeah, yeah good, well yeah. we'll see what happens yeah, exactly, right it, yeah. it usually doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. that you're gonna get a call back yeah. so in like two or three months i got a response saying 
this guy, Jack Shinar, who was covering the West Coast for Blood Horse, um, is retiring, and we're looking for somebody to to replace him. You want to fly out to Lexington and have an interview? I was like, all Why right. Not? Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, I did. Went to Lexington, interviewed, went to Rupp Arena because I didn't know if I would ever go before. And I was I think it was a uh uh UK Ole Miss basketball game uh-huh. and I think it went to like two or three overtimes. It was yeah. crazy. Um but it was it's fun. It's a fun arena. It, it was. People there it's it's all about Kentucky basketball. Yeah. It's it's literally when there's a Kentucky game, the whole day is planned around that. And in the, the city. key is is that when you're in the car waiting to get out of the parking lot, you turn on the local radio. And listen to the people talking about yeah, it because yeah, they are yeah. more fa- more fanatical That's than it. you could possibly imagine. Yeah. So, you've been so yeah, a, then it worked out after that. It, yeah. I got hired and it's been been covering racing ever since. Yeah. So, um, but you went big time on us. You covered the big races for the first time. What two years ago? Uh, was my it? first trip was to American Pharaohs Belmont. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I've been to every Preakness. After that, I've been to one Derby. Um, and uh, been to a couple more Belmonts. I went to the Belmont this year. I think I went the year before that yeah. too. And then I got to go to Dubai this year, which was yeah, I which mean, was crazy. Oof, how was that? Uh, it's like a whole nother world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the it, it it's hard to put into words. The the grandstand is like. It looks massive on TV. You, like it looks like a city. Seen before. It looks it, like a city. Well, because like a lot of it is just like a hotel. Hell yeah. And did you I, did I, you get a tour of the hotel? Us, no. Who uh, stays there? Is it just like the horse connections? I don't even think they can. Uh, I think some of the some of them stay there, but that, that's not where the media hotel was. <laughs> Man, that would be but sweet. Was, um, I mean, we stayed at the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> oh, it was, excuse it was me. Yeah, excuse me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just. Like it's a beautiful facility, but it's just it's very much a different place than yeah. here. Um, so uh, it's a Muslim country. It's um, and a lot of that is you, you, yeah. it, that's how you kind of have to view Visualize, things. Yeah. So um, just different. Yeah. But as far as racing, it's a world class yeah. facility. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, yeah, I know you know. I usually see your your posts from especially from Pimlico. You make it a point to go out to Camden Yards. I went there. 2013 Pimlico, yeah, and I got to visit. I went to visit the stadium. Orioles fan, yeah. Uh, how'd you feel about uh? Is this something our, we really need to talk how'd about? How'd you feel today? about my LA we Dodgers? <laughs> how about you feel about my LA Dodgers getting my shadow? See, I didn't even know that baseball was going on anymore. So, <laughs> I, um, uh, it was important that the Orioles uh, got rid of as many assets as they could to. Start the rebuilding. Are you going to force the Orioles on a uh, little Elijah? Oh, it's already happened. He walked out of <laughs> he walked out of the door with an Orioles hat today to go to daycare. Really? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's you know rules. who lucked out there is Professor G. His American League team is the Orioles. Oh, really? His National League team's the Dodgers. Oh, See, I don't so- get that. You can't you can't have two teams. You he can, like, I he guess- jump ships a lot. He he also says that he's an Angel fan too. Yeah. And that his wife likes the Dodgers, so of course he has to be a Dodger fan. But his his Team growing up was the Orioles, so I I guess you look, can get away with it if you're if you if it's baseball where there's actually two leagues, but they play they play interleague so yes. often yeah. that it's it almost yeah. is 
it it doesn't even matter. Anymore. You can't make that excuse. All they're in two separate leagues. Well, I I just can't imagine rooting for anybody else. Like the <laughs> Orioles are literally the only team I yeah. care about. Yeah. Like I I I couldn't I couldn't do it with them. I, I I enjoy that stadium. It's a pretty nice stadium. It's I mean it's yeah the blueprint of all these yeah. new stadiums yeah. that have come up. Everybody sort of um, mimicked what they did, and it's a. If if only there were more people there every once in a while, but I wouldn't want to go watch that team this year either. <laughs> so I don't blame anybody. Man, it, yeah. So it's it's been a it's been a fun what three years you now in the Blood Horse Dream Plus. Yeah, yeah? Uh, I think three and a half. I'm yeah. not sure, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a pleasure to. I mean, you you think about the types of facilities that we have in Southern California. We have. Uh, Santa Anita, we have Del Mar, we have, I mean, Los Al, I mean, people sort of c- come down on Los Al, but I love it here. I love it here. I mean, um, I, I grew up, Curtis right. was almost born here. Right. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no San, San Gabriel mountains in the background well, we or nice the beach, trees, yeah. but that sunset yeah. at, is pretty great. And, um, and we're fairly close to the beach anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get a breeze. Well, it's when that breeze is there early yeah. in the summer when it was like 117 Remember? degrees here. Wow. I don't know if okay. I can that handle was, that again. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it, gotten pretty bad the recent years. <laughs> but now this this is home for uh for us. Yeah. I mean, this is this is uh one of the top circuits in the in the country. Yeah. And it's uh it's certainly nice to be on the forefront K- Kentucky Derby Breeders' Cup time. We have horses who compete at that level. Every single year. I mean, so, we've seen on this track, Shared Belief, California right. Chrome, Arrowgate. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Right. I mean. All of those good Baffert horses, got all of the two-year-olds come through the yeah, stable here. Yeah. So, so. Um, it's, uh, there is. Um, can we rip we the. just talking about can we rip? Can we rip Professor G on his Orioles and, and fandom? Yeah, you or? can't have two teams. You can only have one. <laughs> hey I'll, I'll vouch for professor g saying that I, I don't i don't mind rooting for the angels every now and then i mean i'm not a what i don't hate the angels talking about i don't You're hate a the Dodger angels. Fan. yeah i don't hate the angels i mean that would be like me rooting for the no Yankees. but I, the angels are very hard to hate i, I don't hate they the don't angels. win very much yeah so like i'm 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 a big fan of players i mean and mike trout is like well yeah i mean All right. it's hard to root against a guy like that i i don't, no, I don't hate him are you rooting against Machado now? I've rooted, no, I've rooted against all kinds of great Yankees for my entire life. Yeah, so see, we got a Professor G signing, we got an Eddie Burgard signing. Uh, it's good to have him another year, year and three, yes. m- four months left. But uh, it's just going to keep happening every year, just right. <laughs> It's uh, got to keep happening. It's a big piece of the puzzle. Can, can you go. imagine yes. having races here? Like, no. I, would no. you want to follow him? Man, I mean. <laughs> Bobby luck. Bobby Newman does pretty well, and people seem to like him. But as far as quarter, quarter horse racing right, goes, right. he's yeah. at the top. You know, he he's the icon yeah. that you know everybody looks to. So yeah. uh, it's pretty hard to be replaced. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 like I told you, we got a lot of famous people coming through the audience here for the podcast. Yes. Hey. The the audience, <laughs> the you know the the viewership, we, uh, I think, goes up. I, I think we're up to like five loyal listeners every episode. So we're getting there. This, this with this spike with Jeremy, yes. we're gonna get like ten sponsors. Will be pouring in. Oh sponsors. man, we're gonna Blood get horse. We're gonna be knocking on the door. We're gonna get paid next week, Curtis. <laughs> we are. All right. So a little bit about Jeremy. You know, we're keeping him longer than he wanted. So I'm gonna right. get him out of here. Fine. Well, uh, one thing I was gonna say uh, about Jeremy, you were saying um, 
that he, he hasn't been around uh, all of us that long. One compliment I can say is you know, a lot of the older turf riders, it can be really hard to break in yes. uh, to, to <laughs> yeah. the clicks around. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he's had the experiences. I, but how, how, yeah, to touch on that, how was it going into the backside for the first time to try to get a, a big story or, or an interview or something like that for the first time? Uh, I mean, I've been dealing with football coaches for my entire career, football, yeah. basketball. Co- There's pretty strong personalities. Now, walking around the backside, yeah. like, I have a pretty healthy respect for the horses <laughs> yeah. and a healthy fear of them. Yeah. And, like, I've been around when the horse gets loose in the yeah. backside and that siren goes off. Yeah. yeah. That's not a great feeling. No. But um, as far as just talking to people, I mean, there are big personalities. Yeah. Um, Bob Baffert is a big personality. Yeah. Uh, Richard Mandela is a big personality yeah. and he's got a, these guys have a certain way of, of speaking and they have a good, yeah. they have certain senses of humor yeah. that, you know, sometimes you got to play along and, and, uh, just like any other coverage and any other beat, you're going to have, you're going to deal with different types of people. And, um, uh, if you're doing your job, right, uh, people may not like you all the time. Yeah. So, uh, it's just I just, you just try to do the best that <laughs> yeah. you can. <laughs> I, look, I, like I know we we text back and forth sometimes when there's like some few interesting tweets from people on Twitter or whatever. It's uh, I mean Twitter's so much fun. Like yes. to, to, to text behind the scenes of what's going on in Twitter. You're like, mm-hmm. well, what is going on? Did you see this tweet? Blah, blah blah. Yeah. And more often than not, like it's just fun to watch a lot of interactions uh, back and forth. But you've been a lot of back and forth recently. I think of mm-hmm. late. Um, <laughs> why? Why do you think there's like so much animosity over some people reporting or tweeting out just legit facts? Well, I I try to be as transparent as possible, yeah. and to walk. Well, I mean, sometimes you can't, but when when I can, I try to um, let people know how I come to things. So I think the thing you're specifically referencing is this this issue with with Kent Sorma yeah. being suspended and there's been a back and forth with me and him on 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 Twitter and um uh I don't think that he feels that I've given his side <laughs> of the story I I think that I've he's made his points pretty clear um but he's not the first one to get bothered no. by something that I've tweeted or or reported um and I I admit that there is sometimes a bit of a a bit of a uh, tone to the way that I state things, but um, you know, just because you may not like what I'm saying doesn't yeah. mean that it, there's it's what it, I'm saying yeah. isn't valid yeah. or isn't true. So um, I think there is sort of, and I've commented on this before, there is a, uh, a bit of an attitude within the industry that everything has to be viewed with rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I don't think, like, I think the the moment we start to embrace that, like, not everything is perfect. People exactly. can have disagreements, and you know, there's good and bad parts of of this game, and there's, you know, just like anything else, there's there's going to be like interpersonal things. Of course, and not everyone's going to play by the rules all yeah. the time. People are going to get in Especially trouble. Especially when there's money involved. Right, like... right, right, right. So, um, I think it's the, the 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 sooner everybody sorts of sort of understands that these things aren't personal and hey at, sometimes people make mistakes and we can you know but doesn't mean you can't report on them and yeah. and, and sort of delve into those topics yeah. so um 
but I, I don't I don't know how to really change <laughs> that other than trying to build relationships. Um, but uh, it's just it's not it's not like a friendship yeah. necessarily. Yeah. It's it's a it's a business relationship, exactly. and you're friendly. I want to be friendly with everybody. Cordial, yeah, just but, be cordial, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Uh, so it's I mean, Twitter is a great avenue specifically for horse racing because it's up to the minute races and blah, blah blah. I mean, I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine horse racing not without Twitter. I mean, it's well, it's, it's a great way to get out information specifically in a time of a of a cri- crisis. crisis and yes. to to touch on something that about the rose colored glass when something happens out here, you know, if a horse goes down or a jockey goes down, there's there's a there's a lag time in in between when a story can be fully written and when something happens. Yes. So there's that middle time where there's a lot of, and what I try to tell trainers a lot is that there's a lot of people out there who really care about your horses yeah. and you should think that that's a good thing. Yes. So when I'm asking for an update on a horse or a jockey, it's because believe me, people yeah. care. So I think that Twitter is good for specifically for those kinds of cases where you can give updates and give some information to people in that time between um, when the story is published and when an, when some, when an event happens. Yeah. So um, if that gives people some uh, more information and maybe a, a little bit of uh, uh, peace of mind, um, or you know, sometimes something sad happens. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it, I'm all for more information. Of being course, there, the so. more transparent we can be in this game, the better. I, I agree. Better because it's a public perception game. It's all about how are you going to expect people to trust their hard-earned dollars into a product right. if you're not being transparent. Right. I mean, it's all about the being a good perception. And uh, d- speaking of Ed Burgard, he's one of the guys on on Twitter sp- specifically for the Los Alamitos yeah. Night Meet when. When something happens, when a jockey Boom. goes down, when a yeah. horse goes down, he's one of the first to update yeah. um, as to as to what's going on. And people appreciate that. Yeah. People appreciate that. You know, it's not just getting swept under the rug. That because because it's it, whatever if a horse goes down or a jockey, whatever happens, it's not the first time it's happened before. Right. It's not like what's the point of ignoring it? It's it happened before. It's most likely right. going to happen again. So just tell it how it is. And if you don't if you don't say something, then people are left yes. to just wonder. Yes. And I'd rather have that information than people letting people sort of try to figure it out on their own. Yeah. So I, I think it's a it's a it's a great way for him to communicate with mm-hmm. the fans of the sport, um, and it's something that I really try to do because, uh, you know, I'm not going to write a story about ev- every little incident, no, but, but you can write a tweet about exactly. every little incident. Yeah. So um, yeah. And I remember one time I was I was driving somewhere, but uh, my wife was with me. Uh, and Agapito was riding at Santa Anita, I want to say, and she was watching the race on the phone, on the live stream, and as soon as she turned it on, we're a few minutes behind, Agapito went down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how am I going to find out exactly who it is? And I was like, Jeremy, hopefully Jeremy's there. I don't know if you were there. So I called you up, and you know, just being there, you were like, yeah, he's fine, he's up or something, because uh, we, we, we didn't catch it. Right. Uh, so then I was able to just calm her down, because we're able to get a, a quick update on information that right. maybe would have been not ours by a track release. Right. Because he's got to go. Well, he's probably got to go through first, first aid. Yeah. Not going to get to his phone probably no, for exactly. 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the track feed moves yeah. on to the next race. Exactly. Or TVG moves on to the next race. And 
you're sort of left wondering yeah. what, what might be going on. Yeah, so so, yeah, like, so yeah. that's one extreme example right. of where he was like, no, I calm down. Everything's good. He sat up but, uh, and I calmed down my wife. Luckily, my wife is not as nervous as my sister-in-law, her sister. Right. She can't even watch the races. Really? Like even out of the gate? Even after going through no, her whole she, life? her whole life. Wow. She can't watch. She goes to the track, supports my brother-in-law and my father-in-law. But if they're breaking, like she can't watch the race. She'll listen to the call, but she can't watch it. Wow. She's so nervous about it. So it's. You, I'd be pretty nervous if one of my loved ones was yeah. out there on, because you know we see it all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. not an yeah. easy thing to no. do. Um, I mean, these guys. Sometimes I'm amazed. I think the one, the one, the craziest one that I saw where a jockey just came out completely unscathed was Midge. Um, uh, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, she was an apprentice here. Really, little girl. She had won her won her first race uh, at Los Alamitos. What's her um, name? Uh, um, she was riding at Turf Paradise. Uh, and I can't think of it. Uh, Australian. Yeah, I, I can't. can't think, I can't she, think. I can't think of her name. Tiny, yeah. tiny girl. Yeah, and she got rolled over by like an eleven pound. Like the horse rolled over on top of her. I think it yeah. was here. Um, she just popped up. I was like, but you just see that yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a guy like Santa yeah. Gonzalez. Is, yeah. I think I've seen him down on the racetrack more than any other jockey out here, and he gets up ha- he, more often than not. He yeah. gets up and gets on the next. Well, horse. we had a uh, um, an example that happened just two three weeks ago. Oscar Pinado went down out of the gate, mm-hmm. and he sat up. Yeah, he immediately sat up, and we're like, "Oh, he looks fine." The horse got up; he looked fine. But then later, we're like, "Oh, he laid down; he didn't get up." They took him to the hospital. Right, he was complaining of, of collar, right. uh, collarbone pain. So, like, he didn't feel the the initial pain, but after that, he's like, oh, "I'm just staying down." There's there. Uh, I mean, people talk about how tough jockeys are physically, right? To be able to, but I think it's more mentally to be able to go through something like oh, yeah, that for and, sure. to, and to then, get back up again. Yeah. I that mean, that I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how. I, mean, I don't know I, if I would be able to do it. I look at Agapito's collarbones. Yeah. I mean, if you see him without a shirt, I mean, there. I mean, he's got so many collar broken collarbones and surgeries and like. And it's not like he's riding the top stock, and he's still like, I'm still gonna do it. Like, so how old is he now? Mid fifties. I want to say fifty three. <laughs> There's no gray in that mustache. No, no, no. <laughs> Can't touch the mustache. Mustache is legit. Just, just for men yeah. or natural? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That would be a future update on the next podcast. How about uh, Agaberto? One for one at Del Mar. Uh, I know. Right? That was pretty funny. It was. Shout out to Trevor. Dunn. But he usually he's usually I gotta give him credit. He's usually on the money about giving him a shout out during the stretch. He's like, yeah. an Agapito Delgadillo. And for some reason, he he had a blunder. He's like, Agaberto Delgadillo. <laughs> so, I mean, I love listening to him because, <laughs> yeah. you never. I mean, sometimes you just, you never know what you're going to get in, in the stretch. He was, he pronounces certain things in yeah. a certain way. And uh, the I think the funniest one was anonymity yeah. uh, for an, 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 anonymity, anonymity uh, yeah. earlier at Del Mar. And uh, it's just... Uh, there's uh the race callers in Southern California are another group of just yes. I mean yeah. got it better than a lot than a lot of places. Yeah. So so, um, uh, so it's always it's always fun. That was a, a fun tidbit there to end the Del Mar <laughs> season with Agaberto. One, one, one for one for the meet. One for one. Can't complain. He that. may not he may never ride again. <laughs> no, yeah, Agaberto may never win a race again. <laughs> so all right, let, let's uh, we'll we'll have to bring you back for a future episode, keep okay. you for a little bit longer. Let's put your handicapping skills to the test. Uh, I know you're. You like to put a few money through the windows. We got well, a nice. I, I mean, I haven't handicapped the stakes. No, but we, we can talk about covered it. Covered them. Yeah, 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 we can get All you right. a, a brief, over the top 
idea of uh, what you think how the race is going to okay. shape up. Saturday, daytime at Los Alamitos, two stakes events, the E.B. Johnson going as race number six, and then we got the, the, the Beverly Lewis going out as race number eight. Race number six, field of, uh, I, I don't I have the PPs without numbers yet, so I'm going to speculate. There's a field of three, four, five, six, seven. seven. Field of seven going to post. We've seen uh, a few of these runners compete at Del Mar. Actually, I think all of them competed. No, actually, no. Most of them competed at Del Mar. How about the old pro, Soy Fett, trying to get another win here at Los Alamitos? I mean, he loves Los Alamitos. Right? Yeah, you have to have a soft spot in your heart yeah, for, for sure. a 10-year-old who's been racing for, I mean, if you really, really go back into lifetime PPs, he's got, I think he's got Fairplex on there. I think yes. he's got Hollywood on there. Um, and uh, he's, did, did he, he ever go up to the fairs? I don't think he went up to the fairs. I don't think so. No. no. Letter Powell, I think. Claimed him for sixteen or twenty thousand yeah. dollars, mm-hmm. and the horse is a millionaire now. <laughs> millionaire. Um, so, um, uh, and Le- I mean, Leonard Powell has been on quite. A- he won a race today uh, yes. here. Uh, he won a Grade One, the Del Mar Oaks at yeah. at, uh, at Del Mar, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got this old warrior who just keep. I don't think he fired last time, so um, it'll be interesting to see. But he's he's been at this point in his career before where you think like, oh, he's. Yeah, at, at, he's 10, he's 9, he's 8, he runs a subpar race, and you think, well, that's probably it for him. And he comes back and he wins again. <laughs> so mean, um, I'm confident in the last furlong, if he's in a fight, he's going he's gonna, to yeah, gonna keep yes, fighting. For sure. Now, I don't think he ever really got a chance to be in a fight last time no. um, at Del Mar. So, uh, back, back against State Bridge today. He's won, and he's won this race of the, the E.B. Johnson, what's the e. Johnson? Yeah. I think two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So um, there's no doubt of, of, of his affinity for Los Al. Um, How do you and, think the race is going to shape up? Who do you think is going to the lead? Uh, El, I would guess El Huerfano. That is a fast horse who, um, I don't know, he's just, he's he's always been a, a, a what I thought would be a need-to-lead type. He hasn't won in, in a little in while. A long time, yeah. Um, but there's a lot who could show speed. Um, uh, so if Ed won't be too far back, he's shown speed before. I mean, sometimes it's tough to tell where he's going to be in a race. Yeah. And maybe that hurt him a little bit in that short field that maybe the race just didn't play out the way it, it needed to for him to kind of get a little bit of a pace to run at. Um, but uh, I, I would guess that El Huerfano would be on the lead. But um, oftentimes when it might look like there's not a whole lot of pace, it just kind of de- – Whoever wants the lead can yeah. take it. So, and touched uh, by autism there for uh, yeah. Marcia's sorts. You draw lines with that turf effort. He's raced three times on turf, zero in the money place finishes. Just draw a line through that effort. He brings a three-range win streak into this event. Right. Most recently uh, winning at Sacramento, going a mile. That's a horse that can show speed, be close to the pace. If nobody wants it, wants it maybe touch for autism uh, takes the lead. Yeah, and I'm really interested to see how Edwards going left is going to stretch yeah. out. He's been competing against much much better horses in grade one competition but he's never gone around two turns yeah. so um you know i think he's what let's see one two two grade one placings against yep. very good horses um, city of light one his back. last two calbred stakes pretty impressively so um i'm not sure how he's going to stretch out john sadler did and uh, costa Feronis did it with a filly named Uvetsi who mm-hmm. was sprinting 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 then Stretch stretched out. out and won a stakes at los al or not los del, del mar so um, I think they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah based, good, up, based off their season, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they could know what they're doing. So, But, but you know, B-squared is another horse. That horse was a nose behind Soy Fett, Soy Fett last time yeah. they uh, raced at Los Al. So um, 
as far as a cowbred steaks for $75,000, I don't think Solid. you, you no. could ask for much more. No. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to lean towards Edwards going left. I don't have the morning line in front of me, but that's who I'm interested in. And if the price is right, I'll throw a few bucks on that one. Uh, I like. I think it's an interesting uh, move here. You might get out. like two to one, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it'd be know. interesting. Uh, you know, you mentioned those those grade one races. This horse has been competing enough. Um, the stretch out to a mile here with the long stretch. We'll see how that one can play. But uh, I'm going with a little lean here towards Edwards going left. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to defer to you two. Oh, on come on, circuit, give, give us, you're not going to give us a pick. Give us a oh, lean. Of course, I'm going to give us a pick. All right, uh, I'm going to go with Soy Fett. All right, no problem. Uh, you're a things, sentimental. Yeah, uh, horse for course. <laughs> yes. you know, he's already won this race. Likes Slow Sal, and has already beaten some of the rivals in here: B Squared and Grecian Fire, El Huerfano uh, before the Orphan. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that what it trained? Yeah, I had to ask yeah. Jose a yeah, couple times. Yeah, that is, yeah. Or I had to ask Coco. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Third thing, I'm just going to try and beat Edwards going left. Uh, I think the old adage is, you know, don't bet a horse trying something for the first time. So uh, going around two turns here, I'm just going to try and beat him with the with the old salty veteran, Soy Fett. Before I lose train of thought, now you mentioned Coco Salamante. Uh, his brother works in the Vessels Club. Yeah. I've been keeping up with him, through him, via him. Uh, but I know you've uh, kept in pretty much contact uh, touch with the Kuko. Um, how's uh, how's he doing? Have you, have you talked I, to him lately? Uh, we we have a what's the next big fight? We have I think me and uh, one of the Equibase guys, Alice, um, or I think we might be organizing uh, a because uh, Triple G and uh, Kuko is a, a is big a, boxing aficionado. Was a boxer. Yes, he was. How many names he fought under is a mystery <laughs> yes. for everybody. But um, uh, so, so the people that are listening now, uh, explain who is. Google. Uh he's the uh he's been the press box um how would you describe uh, his press box because uh, he doesn't cook the food. But he's the, the facilitator, <laughs> right? The press box he facilitator. Presen- he presents yeah. the food. Yes. Um he's the I mean he's sort of a steward of the press box kitchen. He he puts out all the food, he he gets you anything you need in the press box. And um uh he recently uh in the last few months got it probably six months now i would have to go back and yeah. look as to when exactly it all happened yeah. um but he was diagnosed with cancer um in his colon and uh, uh i think a couple other places he's gone through keno chemo he's made it mm-hmm. through all that um he was talking uh last time i talked to him he was he didn't know if he had to go through radiation yet because there were still some some small uh masses in other parts of his body but uh, he's going to Costco all the time. Yeah. He's chasing his dogs around the <laughs> street, um, and he's got that same uh, cuckoo spirit. Good, good. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a special person at yeah. Santa Anita. He's... Anybody who spent any time there knows mm-hmm. knows Cuckoo. So yeah. um, he's got his his boxing photos there on the wall. Right. He's got a. He's he's always a jolly person. He's always uh, betting his his two dollars sack. He's like, he's either, who do you got, Cuckoo? Right, uh, the thirty to one shot. And then he doesn't tell, and then he, and then he tells you he doesn't tell you exactly who he has. He's got like he's got four different wagers going on with different horses. And then he's like, "Oh, I got shut out." Yeah, there's only thirty minutes between the races. That's it. So, so uh, good to hear. You know, hopefully he's he's doing much better. So you're gonna go watch Triple G and Canelo Alvarez. I don't remember which fight exactly, it might be that but I, I think yeah. the, whatever the next big yeah, one that's was. A big I'm one. not a huge fight yeah, fan, yeah. but uh, yeah, we might uh, head over there and. Um, go hang out at uh, at the Talamantes residence. Tell him I said hello. I will give us a give us a lean here in the EB, EB Johnson. 
Um, Aline, I don't know. I'm going to side with Edwards going left. I okay. think you're joining the bad wagon here. Because I mean, it depends on the price. Yes, me too. I don't really know. Like, I don't think I have any interest in betting the race on anyone in this race I w- I under would, two to one. I would take two to one. Mm. Two to one on Edwards going. Edwards going. I, I yeah. I, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the wagering happens because the wagering has been a little strange yes. here the first two days. Mm-hmm. Um, but because you have probably a more of a fan favorite in Soy Fett, but you have the higher class of Edwards going left. Um, and, you know, I don't think ever, no, Edwards going left hasn't run at Los Al before either. So you have a horse who's done all this at Los Al who, against another horse who's good again uh, in grade one competition, who's trying Los Al for the first time in Los Al two turns for the first time. But I would go with the class. He's been really, really good in Calbred competition. All right, so uh, we'll, me and uh, Jeremy will stick with Edwards going left, and uh, Curtis will go with the local pro, the horse for course seven, first and second, first five wins, two seconds, and nine local star shows. Horse I think for he's course nine stakes overall. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, wouldn't we all like to claim one of those, right? Oh, it'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, the second stakes on the card, race number eight, the Beverly Lewis here. 75k on the line, six furlongs, a field of seven again. Yeah, field of seven going to post. Which uh, would you see in this field, Jeremy? Um, I mean that the headliner is probably Gas Station Sushi. Yeah, she's a she's a light rated, lightly raced uh, filly, but um, the talent has always been there. Richard Baltus does not win first time out very often. Yeah, probably around four or five percent. So for this filly to win at Del Mar. Um, and it went impressively first yes. time out. Now she had some some issues uh, after her debut win last year, but came back, won the Beaumont Stakes, and kind of a grindy bit of an effort. Hey, but tip of the tip to the cap to come back right across <laughs> the cr- across the country. Too. Yeah, ship to Keeneland, and it's one of the premier meets that people point to right. and to get the job done there. Tip of the cap. And she and she didn't, and then she ran in the eight bells uh, on the. Kentucky Derby undercard and uh, was it the undercard or was that the day before? Uh, Might have been the day before. That's the Oaks, yeah, that was um, Oaks. Day, I think. And, and I'm not sure. She, I don't think she fired her best, but she didn't bounce out of the race no. great. Um, so Richard Baltus gave her some time off. They're ultimately pointing. Uh, they want to get to the La Brea, which mm-hmm. is the Grade One at the start of the Del Mar meet uh, for three year olds at the. Uh, I think it's the day after Christmas or that's that week. Um, and uh, Richard Baltus told me earlier in the week. That she could win this race, but she doesn't have to win this race. This is just the starting yes. point. But the thing about this race is this is not an easy spot for, no. for just an open three-year-old it's sprint. It's legit, yeah. Right. You have you have very, very good horses um, to go up against. So, again, it's going to be interesting to see how the wagering plays out in all of this because you have Raya, who was a uh, uh, Kentucky Oaks participant who hasn't raced since. Um uh, but I'm not sure sprinting is her is her deal. Um, but if you're Bob, if you're if you have a Bob Baffert horse, as we've seen over the last two days, they're going to take money. Yes. Um, uh, at at Los Alamitos, um, the horse that sort of intrigues me is Best of Me, the four horse. Um, look at that last race, the Great Lady M at Los Alamitos. It was fourth, beaten five and a quarter lengths. But look who she ran against. She ran against Marley's Freedom, Freedom Sky who, Diamonds, arguably the best. Um, 
uh, dirt sprinter, female dirt sprinter in the country right now. Sky Diamonds, who has been very good in California for for a while. Time. And and what's different is it's she was a three year old taken on older, and I think that might give her a little bit of an edge over over some of these horses um, who have just been racing against uh, their own age group. So um, the way she kind of ran that race against older, probably better horses, um, I think she's got an intriguing look. I have no idea. We're looking at the, 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 the Wednesday PPs. We don't have the morning lines. But <laughs> no. like I said, it's always interesting to see how the wagering works out. And, and my whole thought process looking at this race was like, gas station sushi does not have to win this race. That was my whole no. – I, I mean, the trainers exactly. said it. Right. And that's why I looked, at, I looked at the race and I start, who's the favorite? Okay. Okay, she's coming off the layoff. She does. This is not the target. She does not have to win this right. race. So then, that's where I started looking. Where can I make a little bit of, of money here? And I'm going to lean towards the outside here, step being step. I, I really like that effort. Second, uh, second time out. Last time out, in a good second. Uh, well, broke, look who look who it was against too. Yeah, that's a great one yeah, winner. Moonshine memories, memories, right? Yeah, broke broke sharp. Uh, kind of dueled in the first. I want to say 300 yards in the race, but then settled behind those two runners that were up in the lead. Made a three-wide move and just did everything but win. Mm. And I thought it was a very game effort. I like the outside draw. And once again, the favorite, Gas Station Sushi, doesn't have to win. And the one for Bob Baffert is coming off a layoff here. Still doesn't have to win either. So I thought it was a good shot to try to search for a bit of a slight upset. I'm going to lean towards the outside here, Steph being stuff. And that outside trip has been pretty good yeah. here uh, recently. And. Just to, to reiterate on Steph being Steph. So she was a head away from Moonshine Memories, um, who then went and raced at Saratoga and had a bad trip and still actually ran okay. Um, but she's a grade one winner for, uh, from her two-year-old season. Uh, two back, she ran in Las Virginis against Dream Tree. undefeated Dream Tree, <laughs> yeah. uh, who's a grade one winner. And then three back, she ran into Santa Inez and uh, ran second to Midnight Bisu, who's a grade one winner. Yeah. So... Um, if you talk about class, the class is there for Steph being Steph. Um, and her first big win was here over this track. Right. So so there's lots of like, I think uh, she'll probably go somewhere around maybe third choice, maybe four to one, five to one. Oof. I mean, she might, mm, I think she might even be, fourth she choice? might end up being fourth choice. Yeah. It's going to, like I said, it's going to be interesting for both of these stakes to see where the, where the workout reports put all these horses, <laughs> yeah. where the money goes. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times it follows those, those types of, uh, reports that, that, that people get on, uh, see how these horses are working in the mornings. All right. Uh, Curtis, give us a lean here in the sprint. I'm to the outside. Here. Yes. Steph being Steph. Uh, I'm going to try and beat the Baffert who draws along the rail. Uh-huh. I know that's uh, been a troubled spot here. At Los Al, when uh, you have that dog the leg out to the yeah. right, uh, some horses get pinned down in there. Uh, it can be pretty uncomfortable. Gas Station Sushi, like you guys said, uh, was coming off a layoff. And I like even better now that uh, the trainer said that, you know, this uh, she doesn't really have to win this race. You know, this isn't the, the, the main goal. Yep. And uh, I know Brian Corner, I think he had a pretty good Del Mar meet. So yes. uh, he's been firing on all cylinders and uh, had that good uh, maiden breaker here at Los Al. I won by three and three quarters, so uh, the horse likes the track and has been competitive against uh, the horses you named before. So I think can sit a good stocking trip from the outside. It'll be the pace scenario will be interesting in this race too. Yeah, I'm going to guess be. best of me is up there, but um, Wicked Storm has a bunch of speed. Broom has a bunch of speed. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that race plays out. All right, give us a lean here. Who who are your lean? I'm going to go with best of me. I, right. I I think that you might get a price with that horse. Um, 
Um, and uh, yeah, I like that performance against uh, probably better sprinters last night. Yeah, so best of me there. I've not raced since the 7th of July. We'll be breaking from post number four. And a uh, round of applause for, for Jeremy for joining us. Finally, yes. had to go through hoops and loops, call an agent. But I was like, hey, man, we used to be legit co-workers. Can I get you on the Some podcast? Some people just become elite. I, mean, they move on. I don't blame them. I don't blame <laughs> that's, them. That's that's a pretty typical thing I've, around I've, here. I've, no. I've, I've tried to get on the podcast <laughs> several times, I believe. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll have him on for a future episode again. He's here. We usually run to, into him a lot during the third seasons here at Los Al, So He knows a little bit more about nighttime than he lets on. Yes, he so. does. He does. He's, he's, he can go through a whole card. Like. I'm on set on the quarters. <laughs> I get a text in the third leg, I'm alive. We're going to close it out. I was like, yep, Jeremy, that was Jeremy. But Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Um, how'd you think? What's the over under wins next year for the Orioles? Oh, God. Why do we keep talking about this? <laughs> uh, over under on wins 65, yeah. 60. Okay. Yeah. Not good. Huh? It's going to take like five years. That, mo- that long? You Why, think so? See, we were on the roll. <laughs> then you got to bring me down again. All right. Let's, let's root for Manny Machado. How about that? Fine. All right. Yes. <laughs> I got him on a good note. There you go, guys. All right. We'll take a break, and we'll be back to wrap up all the quarter horse action here from Losa. Welcome back. Back in action. That was a very enjoyable segment with Jeremy. Yeah. He, uh, he talked a little longer than he wanted to. Yeah. So he, you get people in here, they, hey. they only want to stay a little bit. You get them to open up. Yeah, exactly. It was a fun conversation. Like we mentioned, it, we'll, we'll have him on maybe a, another time down the road. We'll get him to talk quarter horses yes. next time. Yes. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll give him some homework, maybe for a big stakes. I'll like, do some homework and join us again next time. Because he, he plays some wagers here and there on the quarter horse program. Yeah, he, uh, he'll do his daytime job, and then he'll stay – Sometimes four or five races into the night card. So he definitely knows what he's looking at. All right. So we're uh, we're cutting short on time. It's about 6 o'clock here on Friday night. So I got to get to the quarters. You got to get your changes. Uh, so we're going to do rapid fire. Uh, so a couple sentences on your top pick, and then we'll we'll move on. So we'll let you go here. Race number one, four and a half thoroughbred claimers. Maidens, who'd you pick? Okay, yeah, I tried to beat uh, the 9-5 to five favorite, Angry Bobby, here in the first. I went to the number three, Cavalry, for Jesus wow. Enriquez and Barrington Harvey. Uh, the horse ran against Real Quick in Seattle and Counter came back the next time out, and I think won by six or, six or seven yeah. lengths uh, mm-hmm. the next time out. Yes. So that uh, was a pretty productive race. Just got a little short there at the end, so I think he'll be pretty tough here in the first. Wow, we agree right off the bat. Uh, not only do we agree, oh. that's my lock of the night <laughs> right off the bat. Calorie, my lock of the night. Huge effort off the layoff. Showed m- much improved speed. Dueled with a 9-5 to five favorite and never quit there through the lane. Uh, just holding on for third there. I think with a similar trip, can show enough speed. He should be long gone. So uh, I'll ju- we'll just talk about the top picks and then keep it going. So I'll go 3-1-4. I went 3-4-1. All right, that race number one. Second half of the early double. Four and a half furlongs here. Thoroughbreds, conditional claimer. Field of six. Who'd you pick? Uh, I went to the two horse, the the favorite here. We are green again. Uh, again. Wow. This is a great start. Yes, it is. Uh, first off the claim for Jesus Nunez. Uh, he's hitting at 27% on, on that angle. Last time out, lugged out around the turn and still finished pretty gamely, only lost by a length. And uh, the prior two starts out uh, was at the $5,000 level, uh, ran second there and third. And that was against Cow Dog and Diamond Proof, who came back to win, I think, a, a week or two ago. 
So I think if Jesus Nunez can get this one to improve, it should be pretty good on the lead. All right, so I agree. Baby Beauty, my top pick here. Uh, first off to claim, Brooke a little bit sluggish, got rushed up uh, and went to the outside of a rival. And I thought that was a better than look effort there uh, after breaking a little bit sluggish out of the gate. So Baby Beauty on top. I think the three could be interesting here. Uh, the three has more speed than what it appears on paper. Uh, drops in class for Kelly Castaneda. Look for a better start for the three. So I'll go two, three, five. Two, five, three. All right, back-to-back -to -back top picks we agree on. Race number three. Uh, pick six begins right here. Field of seven. Quarter, uh, thoroughbreds going four and a half. Conditional claimers, 3,200. Who'd you pick? I went to the seven. Oh, we did not agree. Okay. okay. <laughs> wow, that was going to be too much in a row. Okay. Yeah, uh, I went to the outside here. Uh, should show more speed here. Second time at Los Al. And also another angle. It's coming out of an 870. Mm -hmm. uh, was closing last time, but that was against uh, Hack and Shadow OP. Uh, Croissant's a, pr a pretty nice horse. Is going to run in the daytime here. So I think uh, this one can uh, just show a little more speed. Aragon can get this horse into the race, can uh, be right there at the end. All right. I do have the seventh all the way in fourth in my numbers. So I uh, have them in the super. But I'm going to the inside. Gutsy streak here for John Cooper, Juan Sanchez. Uh, broke good, settled behind the speed. Had lots of run there. Steady pretty severely around the, around the turn there on the rail. Uh, had big strides. Just was, was a very clear second. So I expect a much better effort from the one. So I'll go one, five, three. Seven one five. All right, that's race number three. Race number four, thoroughbreds four and a half furlongs, conditional claimers. Five thousand dollars is the claiming price. Your pops claiming the uh, claimed up a class man last time out for five k off of that troubled seventh. Uh, who would you end up picking here in this field of six? You know, I thought this was a pretty tough race here uh, in the fourth. Yes, it was. Uh, I thought it was pretty tricky. You got a lot of horses with speed. Uh, I landed on the five take city by storm uh, for Unet Rodriguez. Last time uh, at the $5,000 level after stepping up, uh, stumbled and, and rushed up, and dueled and, and weakened inside. I think uh, if it just gets a clean break here, it draws inside of the six, gone with it, who's been weakening uh, in the last three races, it, it looks like. Uh, Zaki and another one who's uh, stepping up has shown speed. Can he make uh, it four in a row? Yeah, I, I think it might be a little too tough yeah. this time uh, when he's going to have to compete with the five and the six. So I went with the five, take City by Storm. Uh, I have the five as third of my numbers. I'm going to go with the four, Fasting Terrence, just to the inside of the gate there of your five. Uh, broke good last time out, chased the speed, hugged the rail, and was able to complete the trifecta there. But those were some sharp runners in front of in front of this uh, five-year-old Gelling. Rohi Will, who came back to win the Truly a Pleasure 870 yard event, stakes event. And Jen's Journey, who was a previous lock of the night. Yes. Shout out to Blaze Bowman. Um, came back to win off of that effort. So the race is live. I like the third place effort. I like this spot. I'll go four, six, five. I went five, six, three. All right. Race number five. We go to the quarter horse portion of the program. 330 yards here uh, for remaining claimers for a claiming tag of 8,000. Field of seven. Who'd you pick? Uh, I went to the chalk here. I went to the four. Uh, Rock and Liz for Chris O'Dell. I think uh, just watching replays last time, this horse finished out with big strides after uh, breaking slow and getting bumped at the start. Uh, two outs ago. Uh, had a nice second and beat Romarita, who came back to win for, uh, I believe it was Jaime Gomez. Yes. Uh, that one came back to win. So this horse has been right there uh, the, the last three starts. Uh, just if it can break, I think, is the, the ultimate uh, obstacle for this horse to overcome. Uh, definitely going to run. But uh, just runs that 1577 from two starts back, should be able to win. I agree. We agree on this one again. Rockin' List is going to be top choice again. 
broke slow, kind of hopped at the start last time out, uh, bumped after that, and then finished nicely for for a game third. Uh, overall, I know she she was a favorite, uh, but she was troubled and did she did finish with good energy. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give it another shot. I think tonight is the night for rocking list. So I'll go four, five, one. I went four, six, one. Ah, so. So, so far, we've agreed three top choices through five races. It's usually a very good sign. That is. That is a very good sign. Our race number six, 300 yards, quarter horse going for a claiming tag of 12-5 um, maidens here. Field of seven. It's a, it's a pretty tricky field. It's mm -hmm. a good mix of horses. Uh, who'd you pick on top here? Yeah, I went uh, with my price of the night here. Uh, you know, in this 12-5 claiming field. I think really the only one you can uh, really count on is going to be the six uh, lead by fire. but. Uh -huh. You know, has had some trouble in the past and hasn't been able to get the job done. So I went to the one conquering uh, along the inside first off the claim for Justin Clark. Uh, you know, he's very good at playing the claiming game. Alex Carrillo hops aboard, and and uh, he rarely comes out to ride. So I'm figuring this one's live. But uh, veered in and bumped last time and still finished out well. Went 15.95. So uh, that's right in, on par with the rest of the times these runners are running. So if Justin Clark can just step this horse, I think he's got a big chance. Uh, first off, the claim for Justin Clark and Javier Cabrera. The thing that stood out for me from that replay of the one conquering was how big body gelding this is. Like okay. uh, He's a big body gelding. He can really get moving in the late part of the gate. I'm worried that 300 yards, second time out, could still be a little bit short. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do have him as a contender there. I have him fourth of my numbers. Uh, so we'll see if the one can improve. I'm going towards the, towards the four here, improvise. For Paul Jones and Jesus Ayala, uh, bump repeatedly last time out, uh, completely shuffled and steadied hard. It was a bad, just rough trip there for uh, for Improvise. Since then, uh, has posted a very nice workout of 12.30 there from the gate on the 25th of August. Takes another slight dip in class. Um, the third and, fifth, third and fifth place finishers off of that race came back to win. So I'll pick the four on top, and I'll go four, six, three. And then you're one for the super. So four six three for me. I went uh, one six four. Uh, like we said, uh, lead by fire for Jaime Gomez yep. uh, looks to be the one to beat. But the question is, uh, can this gelding put it all together when it's all said and done? Well, we'll have to find out there in race number six. Race number seven. There's two races left. You know what time it is? The late daily double. Late daily double time. I know Jeremy likes to wager a few bucks on the late daily double. We got three hundred yards and three thirty in the late daily double here on, uh, on Saturday night at Los Sal. We got quarter horses going 300 yards. Conditional claimers 12,500. Very, very sharp field of 12.5 claimers here. Field of eight. Who'd you pick? I went to the six. Remy Marco for yeah. Jesus Nunez, E.G. High, and Jonathan Roman. Uh, horses, I would say, a lot of past class here. What's the morning on? You got the morning in there? Uh, nine to two yeah. on, on Remy Marco. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a pretty good price. Uh, dropping from 16 down to 12.5. And ran a pretty even race after breaking in and bumped at the start. But uh, it's his third time for Jesus Nunez here after getting it from Valentin Zamudio, but had been running against all the best two-year-olds last year, Jay Farrup, uh, Jester Cartel, who came back and, and is running huge now, uh, but has posted times in, in the 1560s, and I think if this horse can just get away clean, uh, can bring a nice little price here in the seven. This was a very tricky race for me to figure out. I, I could build a case for, for the majority of these runners, uh, and I, ultimately I went to the three, Boxcar Willie. You, this is a horse that I've been on, I've been off. I've yeah. been on, I've been off. Last time I was off, I was right that he just came up a bit short. But I respect that field very much there. We got my twisted sister who returns off of that effort. But I think Boxer Willow here could, uh, could fire right back, a good effort. 
Um, didn't get away all that well last time out, but doesn't usually get away that well, but can get away better yeah. than what he when he did last time out. So I'm banking that Denayala and both Diaz can get their picture taken here with the three boxcar, Willie. So I'll go three, seven, and eight. Yeah, I went six, three, seven. All right. we didn't talk about was uh, Baymax yep. first off the claim for that's Jose a horse, Flores. That's a horse that I've been I've been back and forth on too. Yeah, uh, finally he gets about a month off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think draws a, a good post and fits in right in here with these. Uh, has shown that has some late kick there and has already beat Cat 2 Storm and My Twisted Sister, two of the rivals yeah. in this race. So we'll see what Jose Flores can do with this one first it's, off the claim. It's going to be a tricky, tricky first leg of the late double there in race number seven. Recap, I'll go 378. 637. All right, race eight, the final race on the program. 300-yard allowance to end the card. Compact field of five, but a very talented field of five. Who'd you pick here? I went to the five, just motions. Uh, this one uh, is going to be my play of the night what? here. Wait, 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 wait. You, reset, reset. Oh, oh, oh. Reset, reset. <laughs> This is going to be your lock of the night? This is going to be my lock of the night. All right, Jess Motion's there. On the outside? On the outside for Jose Flores. uh, uh, Well-bred runner for uh, Janet McInerney, apolitical Jess out of the Good Mare Royal Motions. Draws the outside here for Cruz Mendez. Uh, I'd just like to race two outs back when he went 15-60. Beat Zerascape. Drew clear when uh, 15-60 there. Had some trouble in the race back against terrific first Mm -hmm. down and, and deceiver. Uh, you really got to be on your game to, to beat those ones and just got pinballed at the start here. So hopefully just a trouble-free journey tonight. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Terrific First Down can do. I mean, that, that night, Terrific First Down yeah. looked like the real deal. Uh, we're going to see that horse hopefully back in a few weeks, right? PCQHRA, maybe we'll watch for that name to pop up in the entries. But you're going just motions on the outside. Yep. I'm going to the... To the Bermuda Triangle of posts. Oh, okay. The two horse, El Salcido. Yeah, you know, this horse uh, showed promise to begin his career. I know the 1580 win, four starts back, doesn't jump off the page. But that second two starts back, we have ton of tough enough Jess, who I consider another horse that could be a star in the making. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a very good second there for El Salcido. I'll draw a line to the, to the freshman stakes last time out. Bump both sides, eliminated. I think the two could be a solid play here to end the night. So... I'll go two, one, three. I went five, two, four. Uh, just went to the four horse with Ricardo Guillen for third. Uh, I like the debut, which beat Calendar uh, and Provodnikov there in the debut. But, you know, just hit the gate and veered in at the start last time. Uh, I don't really know what's going to happen. That's why I put this horse in third. I think there is some promise there. But, you know, uh, Ricardo Guillen has been cold of late. Yeah. So I'm just not sure with this one. All right. So we'll find out how we end the card there in race and rate. To recap, I'll go two, one, three. Five, two, four. All right, guys, that's a rapid-fire session of the quarter horse card just because we're short on time. Yes. We enjoyed our conversation with our guests so much I that, <laughs> that we, we, didn't, uh, we didn't get to really dive in deep. So next week, we'll promise to recap all the big stakes from Rodoso. We'll go in depth into who did what, what the promise is from here on out. Mm-hmm. And we're getting close to PCQHRA trials. Yep, the sale. Uh, everything's going to be coming along here. You already got the 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 hundred thousand dollar wire I, credit uh, ready to I, go. I have my line of credit <laughs> set up. Bank accounts ready to fire. Six figure purchase <laughs> coming from Curtis. And then I'll I'd... be moving in with you. <laughs> yes, oh, we've got a closet. We can make some space for you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. All right, bye everybody. <laughs>